Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Today is a really exciting show because returning to the show once again is Malcolm Smith, who is the star and creator of a brand new web series I highly, highly, highly recommend. BQE, Butch Queen Energy. And you can watch new episodes Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and the link to that is in the description. So Malcolm also talks about TV tropes and that he's looking to avoid and other stereotypes and the idea of shopping a series to a network in the internet age. And we talked about so much more. Um, it's always good talking to Malcolm. We always end up talking some shit and some really insightful shit. And please help me welcome Malcolm Smith to talk up Butch Queen Energy right here on My Little Underground. I want to know, what were you most nervous about? And what were you most excited about? Because I got to put a little positivity spin on uh you know being nervous right. about you know putting something out there yeah um i will say i thought i was nervous until we finished the rough until we finished the final edit which did not happen until the sunday before like last sunday literally like four or five days ago now um so yeah so once i saw the final cut i wasn't nervous because not to you know to our own horns, but I was like, oh, this is good. Like I could stand back objectively and be like, oh, this is solid. Like I have nothing to be nervous about. So yeah, the thing I was the most excited about though, uh, I think for just for people to see it, I think for so long, like even you and I have talked about it at length before like anything even came out about the show. So people have been pretty invested for a while <laughs> without even seeing anything from the show. So it was exciting to finally have people put a visual to all the things they've been hearing. So, yeah, no nerves, though, which, you know. Yeah, like you're talking about uh, the final edit. And, you know, mm -hmm. I was also because, you know, listening to like Angie Martinez and like her talk about like how she wants to be in control of everything and just she knows what she uh -huh. wants. And she, you know, are you kind of the same way? Like, did you did you approach BQE from like a DIY standpoint or? Do you have a crew? So, first of all, sh shout out to Angie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just love for Angie Martinez. All the time. Um, so, I did have a crew, but it was still very much of, I envisioned this, so I still kind of want this. I think what happens as a creative is like, I guess it's like any artist, you know, like I think you sit down in front of a blank canvas and you're like, I'm going to paint a picture of New York City. And you're like, that is so broad. And then the more you get into it, the more you're like, well, I didn't want this building to be blue. I was thinking red, but blue is all we have. So I guess we're going to have to make this building blue. And you just work with what you have. But yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of stuff that I wanted to see happen that happened, which I'm excited about. But a long list of stuff where I was like, oh, we're not gonna be able to do this. Oh, that's not gonna work. So yeah, but definitely a, a crew, which shout out to my crew, just, uh, they they really held it down. <laughs> like so good, so good. Yeah, I, I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the show and then some of the shots you had mm -hmm. were very interesting. Like <laughs> um, uh, what was a uh, homeboy that was jogging in the park 
and then he oh, gets on the train uh, to come to your house for your party. Yeah. yeah. So there's one shot where like, you know, the, the camera's so close to the train coming in. Like, how did you pull that off? Like, that's insane. So that is all the work of our amazing DP, uh, Karan Murray, who is just sick with, I feel like a 90s rapper. He's sick with the camera, but <laughs> he, he really is. Like, he would say stuff to me. And it's funny, when we first, because he was actually, um, oh, well, whatever. He was the second DP that I was going to work with. So I knew that um, time was going to be like really crunch for us because we didn't have a whole lot of time, didn't have a whole lot of money. And I was like, we need to get everything we need to get on these specific days, on these specific days. So I wanted to do very set up and just like quick camera talk. So like I wanted to get just like one wide shot of just everything in the scene, then go on for close-ups for each individual character and then move on. Karan wanted to do aerial shots. Let's bring the drone in. I'll do a handstand, spin around backwards. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> like, if this is what you want to do, let's do it. So yeah, between him and then our sound person, uh, Corey, who was also like kind of like his right hand in, you know, uh, setting up shots. The two of them together really thought of some really, you know, innovative things. So yeah, between them and then our directors, you know, it was a collaborative effort. But yeah, he he went way beyond what my expectation was. So, did you use an iPhone? No. Oh, <laughs> did, did it look we use an iPhone. <laughs> you know what's funny? We didn't use the i. We used the iPhone for uh, almost everything in that beginning montage. So all of the Brooklyn shots, all of that yeah. was mainly from my iPhone. Wow. Shot by me. Funny enough. That was me wow. right out on Fulton Street with the, yes. Um, wow. yeah. yeah, oh, please, simple trick. Change your camera settings, go all the way to highest, you know, uh, quality or whatever they call it. Yeah. And yeah, you got a 4K camera. So. Well, these things are made to be feature film cameras and whatever. That's what they, that's what the whole marketing was for all these latest iPhones right. over the past few years anyway. So why not, Yeah. you know? Cause you're going to drop a few grand on a camera. Might as well spend like at least, you know, half that on, you know, on a good exactly. camera to make a full series out of, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, the, the first scene, the, uh, the, you're in the Uber, right. And your Uber <laughs> yeah. driver's talking all that shit. Right. And the thing is what, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I'm noticing is, okay, no masks between you two. And the, the rule with now with Ubers is masked, right? Yeah. So yeah. are you, is BQE operating in a non COVID world? So, God, this is, we are technically operating in a non-COVID world as in COVID does not exist yeah. in this world. Of course not. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes, obviously we are aware that COVID exists, you know, people were testing and all those good things. But yes, I, much like uh, shows that I love, i.e. Insecure, where I didn't want to watch this in, you know, 10 years, 20 years, however many years down the line and think like, oh yeah, this was during the pandemic. And of course, like the pandemic is still like, obviously you see people in the show wearing masks, but not on purpose. <laughs> like, it's just like, there were people in the street, they had on masks, like we couldn't shoot around them. But yeah, I didn't want to write a story about COVID and also couldn't write a story about COVID because this was all written in like, I started writing this, I think, April 2020, and then finished maybe like September, like the final, final edits was September of 2021. So 
being heavy in the pandemic, I was like, I don't really want to write what we're living right now because what we're living is not fun. And I want to kind of go outside of this world of, you know, freezer beds or freezer trucks and hospital beds and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah, no, no COVID. So I think, I think that's, that, that is a good idea, but I'm also, I've grown into the idea of actually kind of incorporating it because I've seen certain shows like, um, I don't know if you've seen Crown Plaza uh, on Netflix. Oh. Um, towards the end of the series, I don't want to spoil anything, but like they, COVID is mentioned. And then there's mm. Superstore who literally just go right into talking about COVID because when you're working in a department store, you it's something, yeah. you just, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah, so right. the way it's, they did it was really good. So um, I, yeah, think I think it's, it's fine. Yeah. It, yeah, right. Because no, I've not seen, I don't, I don't watch it a whole lot, but uh, I think it's Chicago Fire or Chicago PD. One of those shows about, it's, it's a show about fire, a firehouse in Chicago. So I think Chicago Fire, but yeah. even in that show, they mentioned COVID. But of course it makes sense because these people are fire, you know, people, they go into hospitals, it works for their story. But for us, straight out the gate, I was like, I don't really want to, mm, no. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, escapism is great. It's always good to have that. Listen, that's all I know. As a that's, Black American, that's all we have. That's like literally, <laughs> exactly. You know, because everything, everything going on in like the news in right. the world, like when I'm doing my show, my podcast, like, you know, yeah, that's it's in my head, but right now I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about these yeah. things right now because you just get depressed, right. you know. And it's almost like, I mean, and of, of course, like so much of writing comes from writing your own life or reality and all of that good stuff. But it's even seeing stories about police brutality and like social justice issues. And it's it's not that I'm tired of seeing those stories because, of course, those stories, in a way, help push the conversation. But I, I have no desire to write a story about, you know, police brutality. Like, there's plenty out there. That's not the road I want to take. But, yeah, escapism, for sure. Yeah. Because I noticed, like, yeah. all, like, majority of, of the content I've seen you've done over the years um, has been just that. You know, like, yeah. whatever day you, when I would watch, like, Still Diverted on a Friday afternoon, it's like, okay, I would just kind of forget about all the bullshit that happened that day, even if I was in a bad mood, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then what I would like, I would see you guys record it, you and Kenny, and like, I would just kind of just laugh hysterically and just like, yeah. forget about everything that I went through. Tuesdays, mm -hmm. listening to The Click, it's like, uh, sitting in rush hour the time. The Click, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about that show. Yeah, shout day. out to The Click, oh my goodness, Dude. wow. Yeah, I hate to bring what back all those, if you know. If what a throwback, yeah. No, I mean, no, I don't yeah. try to forget. I just yeah. forget because so much time has passed. Yeah. Wow, yeah. But yeah, yeah I just, so that's, it, it, that's kind of been a constant thread of my life where I'm yeah. always like, where's the joke? Where's the funny? Like, I don't, I mean, I know shit is dark right now and I know shit is sad, but like, let's try to find the light side of this. Because yeah. if not, we'll never get through it. It's so difficult because yeah. you know, there, I, I you know, I was talking to certain musicians and other like, you know, uh, POC musicians and they would tell me, yeah. you know, I need to do something. I'm like, you don't really need to do something. You have to like no. learn how to survive within yourself, whatever that means for you. You know, it's so it's but it's yeah. challenging. But like yeah. when it comes to like, you know, other real life scenarios and, um, mm -hmm. you know, in life that's not COVID, you know, when you're writing your stories, do you, yeah, I know, you know, escapism is, is the thing, but like, do you ever like, even by, by accident or, you know, whatever, do you incorporate certain real life 
elements that you know um especially with what uh what queer people go through or black people go through any kind of real life element do you ever think about you know incorporating that into your story oh absolutely because the show the show i write from a place of like escapism but also still realism like it's it's definitely still pulled from my life, uh, other people's lives around me. I won't go too deep into what in the story is mine and what belongs to the community around me. But there's a lot of stuff in this show where if it did not happen directly to me, I can find someone that it happened to. So yeah, definitely pulling a lot from life. I think that's also what we enjoy about the shows we love. We're like those shows where you're like, oh, these people feel so familiar. They feel like my friends. It's because you know, you're talking about stuff that people are dealing with that normal people deal with and we're all normal people. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because watching the show is like, you know, um, it isn't, it, it's a, it's a show, but it's like, I feel like I'm watching just people just hang out. You know what I mean? And, and that was, yeah. <laughs> thank you. That is a compliment. Yeah. That was kind of the point. Um, I mean, to, to know me, it's know that I'm a huge, huge fan of girlfriends and what, for me, what makes Girlfriends so special is that there are a lot of episodes of Girlfriends where you can obviously see like, oh, there's a story here. I mean, every episode, there's a story. But, you know, there's sometimes where it feels more intentional, like, oh, you know, Tony's going to court to get custody of her. But, you know, like stuff is more, you know, specific. But a lot of the Girlfriend scenes that I love the most are just them sitting in Joan's living room or them at the blue bar. And it's just like, oh, these people are just living life and they're just catching up with their friends. And some days the catch-ups are much more eventful than others, but we're always catching up. So yep. yeah. Thank you. Where did they go? Like I know I remember in the first season, they went to this this one restaurant that Kelsey Grandma popped in once. And then where where was the other place where they mm. they hung well, out? Season I forgot. one. That's so long ago. That was for season one, yeah. And then um uh, yeah. there was a restaurant they used to go to a lot, but yep. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but I forgot. I could see it in my mind, but I can't tell you the place. Yeah. 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 But I, I bet like maybe in your show, you're going to have a different central location, you know, uh, each season or whatever, maybe. Well, we'll see. Get out of my brain. Get out of my brain. There's a spot that the, the guys frequent uh, pretty often. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it just makes me like anticipate, you know, what's happening. Like the little things I, I, I noticed. Yeah. So BQE is uh, airing, I guess, or streaming on the Lennox letters youtube page now what exactly yes. is that because i was totally confusing like, what is this what, what's happening here gotcha right so uh back in oh god i should know this much better well i don't even know my our own story i want to say back in 2014 or 15 uh me and uh now they've become creative partners but friends at first uh essence mason and um simone smith the two of us were like we should do some stuff together so uh they were working together as a duo i came in and the later part of it and the three of us kind of became a team and we had a production company called for art's sake one two five which uh how many i think we did three short films and then one compilation piece so like uh, a collection of uh monologues poems and short stories so yes that was the original production company uh like all great things, we were like, we need to rebrand. We need to kind of step into our adult, you know, situation now. And that's where we got Lennox Letters at. So Lennox Letters, it's an ode to Harlem. It is an ode to writers. It is an ode to uh, where we all met at the Apollo. So shout out to Harlem. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a, you know, it's it's like a collective of yeah different kinds of creators. So like other kinds of content is probably on the way, right? So you know what's funny? The reason why we did the name change is because other content was already happening. Uh-huh. Because we had did short films, uh, and then in 2019, yeah, 2019, uh, Essence wrote a musical uh, that we all worked on together. And it got to a point where we were like, okay, we're not really just doing short films anymore. Like, we're kind of branching out into other areas, uh, which is why we wanted to rebrand and rename so that could be something that kind of encompassed everything that we're doing. So, yeah. Okay. What are some things... What are some things uh, that uh, Lennox Letters has a plan for 2022 that's not BQE? Oh, you're, you're asking too many questions. You're oh, asking boy. too many questions. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. This show has been uh, a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, most of the energy that, and just my own little brain that I would be using to create and do other stuff has been all poured into this show. So, uh, yeah, I, I will say for now I can't say too much but there was one other thing that we were working on in like mid 2020 that kind of got a hold on it once BQE started picking up you know shooting and all that other stuff but we're staying busy we're staying busy was that too cryptic no that's fine because I'm gonna poke you again in a couple of weeks and ask you okay yeah that's just that's kind of my nature but um you know know, it's interesting (laughs) with you know you're a tv nut too and um, you hear stories about directors saying, yeah, I was shopping this around for like five years before it got picked mm-hmm. up by HBO or wherever. Right. Um, now with the internet age and you're making a lot of, you're making a web series. Is that, um, you know, are, are you thinking about shopping any sort of content outside of BQE to any kind yeah. of network or it's just, I'm just going to operate in the internet space and then see what happens there. So I, uh, oh, Hmm. You're asking good questions. You're asking questions that I would not like to answer, but these oh, are things that I think about. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing, right? So as a content creator that wants to eventually eat off of his work, uh, I, I'm sure that there will come a time where I will have to pitch to networks and studios and all of those different types of things. However, I do like the space that we're in right now. Um, Because, I mean, being on YouTube is not anything out of the ordinary. Everybody and their mama can post something on YouTube. What I enjoy about being on YouTube right now is that it's accessible to everyone. um, And everyone knows how to find it. So even when you start mentioning, like, go find the show on Peacock or, you know, any of those other streaming services, you have a segment of the population that is like, either I don't have it, I don't pay for it, I don't have a smart TV, I don't know how to find these things. So, um, yeah, so eventually I'm, I'm sure that we'll get to a point where I'll have to pitch two networks, but I do like being in sole control of it because I get to tell the story I want. I get to write it the way I want to write it. Uh, we get to shoot it the way we want to shoot it. And then we get to put it out in our own time. You know, like I, if we had did all of this work, which many people do, like shoot a whole show and then shelf it, begin to shop it to a network or shop it to a platform and instead of the show coming out February, 2022, it might not come out until February, 2024, which depending on what your intention is as an artist, that could be great for you. Like if you're really trying to just hold out and get the Netflix money and go that route, go ahead, do your thing. But I think for where we're at in the process, I think the most important thing now is just eyes and 
really building that fan base. Like much, I mean, I've, I cannot sit here and talk to you about any of this without mentioning Issa Rae. And it's like Issa did a really solid job of really finding her audience, going super niche, going super specific, and then catering to them and like never forgetting about them. So that's where we're at now. We're in the building stage. We're just trying to, you know, collect all of our friends, find our tribe and yeah. So that when we do need to go into pitch, we can say it's us, but it's also these 50,000, this 100,000, however many people it is standing behind us. So cut the right check, pay us the hey, right money. <laughs> you know what, but here's, you know, here's what you, you're probably thinking about this too. And yes, you know, you're in that, operating that niche category and you're just mm -hmm. um, building that audience and talking to the people you want to talk to. But then there is, when if you, when you get to that network stage, right. To me, it's, it's no, you know, it's no hierarchy. I, I don't really care what anyone thinks about that, but like um, when it comes to like making creative stuff, but like we know with, with the networks, there's certain people that have a seat at the table and there's certain people yeah. that don't and watch your show is very gay, right? So we is in, it in the, in the TV world? Do you think it's a gay show? <laughs> Let's as not talk about the obvious, men, you know. I right, wasn't gonna come up here and state trade. the obvious, you know. I wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I got you. I'm I, got a, you. I have a lot more layers to, my, to me than that, but uh, you know, because you know, yeah. like a lot of the, these networks, you know, they don't have people that look like you or whatever yeah. the lifestyle. No, you live. I am so aware. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a challenging to like kind yeah. of. Um, talk to them because they don't know what the hell you're talking about, you know? And, and you know what? You know? Yeah. To be really transparent, that's why I didn't talk to them. Uh -huh. Like I, and, and, and even, even in the first episode premiering, um, and of course people are really great. Like people have really great intentions. Like I'm not trying to say this like that, but even once the trailer came out, people were like, you got to pitch this to Netflix. You got to pitch this to Hulu. And I'm like, I, I feel like at this process, I feel like you need to know yourself so well because so many people will come in and try to infiltrate whether they mean it or not. And like, the show is great, but instead of this, maybe let's add in, you know, a white gay character because that'll help reach more audiences. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, white gay people don't exist in this world. You can watch the show, you can enjoy it, but this is not the show about the group of gay white guys in Brooklyn, so. No. Yeah. No. And I feel like when you start talking, sorry, when you start talking no, to, you know, people that make these decisions, very rarely is it we'll take this show exactly as it is, because, of course, it's still a business. They want to put their own twist on it. They want to say, oh, this was our addition to this project. So it's really our project now. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. I can imagine the 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 token white girl that you have to have molly just mm -hmm. kind of inserts herself into your friend group hey guys yeah. you know <laughs> right it doesn't know yeah, the privilege just, you know <laughs> or anything. now we do probably we do have a quote token white girl in the show she's not she doesn't come off like that but there yeah. is definitely yeah that's funny i didn't think about that <laughs> like, yeah. I, that's you know actually the next episode episode two is when we see uh our good sis katie but that's, All right. that's great and her name is katie <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, great. come on, come on, I can't come wait. on. <laughs> Love that. Like you watch yeah. a, a Tyler Perry show, there's one token white oh, yeah. person in that yep. show. Because the Just network's because. like, you got it. You come on. Come somebody on. at Lionsgate was like, hey, please, please put somebody Just, in. Just do it. Just do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any kind of like TV or you know web series uh, tropes that you're actively trying to avoid? Yes. 
Oh, great question. Oh my God. So the homosexuals, can I talk to my people, Peter? Go ahead. Y'all, we have to stop this. So there is so many gay web series over, are so over-sexualized. And like, not to the point where like, because some people can look at a show like Insecure and be like, oh my God, it was so over-sexualized. It's so sexual. On like a lot of gay web series, there's like full-blown like intercourse and like people giving each other fellatio. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) y'all. Like, I understand that we are sexual beings. We we are all sexual beings. But like, do we got to be out here in these streets like that? (laughs) So, yeah, that was one thing where I was like, well, if we do this, there's not going to be anybody. Well, if you saw the first episode, you see that there is, but (laughs) we're not going to be explicit with it. Like, it's not going to be so in your face every episode. It's like, yeah, these people have sex, but these people also have jobs and have careers and have lives and their love life or their romantic partners are not the only thing that is driving them on a day-to-day basis. So. Yeah, I think that's the only trope that I was really trying to avoid. The other, I don't know if I should say this. The other one is, I will say, a lot of web series and a lot of shows and a lot of black gay people in general are very into white partners and it's nothing wrong with interracial dating, you know, love who you love. But I felt like it was becoming a very intentional thing. Like almost like when you watch commercials now and like every girl on a commercial just is like a little biracial girl. And it's like, ah, is she black? Is she white? Like, I feel like there's a lot of ambiguous or amb- ambiguity going on with that. Um, but yeah, so much of the the popular gay black man trope is like, oh, if he's popular, black and gay, he's going to be with the white man. And I was like, well, we're just going to try to write some real authentic Black relationships on this show because we don't see them enough and we need to see them more. So, yeah, those are probably the only two things that I was really like, this is going to be this. So, like, as, you know, you're an avid TV viewer as well, you know, mm-hmm. when you're watching certain certain shows, um, when you, do you, is there any kind of tropes that you notice or, like, Oh my God, no. Just generally speaking, not just oh just generally. Oh, yeah. um, oh, I'm I'm sure. I you know what's funny? I've actually stopped watching a lot of TV because of things like that. Wow. Where I'm like, I can't even get past this because this is just so oh. But I don't know if there's any tropes that stick out automatically. I mean, of course, there's some that are just like the typical ones, like the the stereotypical black woman who's like rocking her neck and she tells it like it is, and she don't take no mess from the boss. You're like, Okay, girl, whatever. Sure, you don't take no mess from the boss. Uh, so that's uh, really, honestly, anything that's a trope, I'm not really a fan of. So even like the Valley Girl, I'm like, we've seen it so many times in so many 90s sitcoms. Just write real people. Like if you're going to write a, a Valley Girl, write a Valley Girl, but also like let her have some depth. Like let her be a real person. So yep, character first. That's always my thing. As long as you come from an authentic place with character, I can deal with the trope if it's rooted in reality. So f- perfect example, black man pay- playing a gangbanger, not my favorite thing. Black man playing a gangbanger on Insecure, who played, like now we're talking Thug Yoda. And you're like, oh, you have a very specific reason why he's a gangbanger. And it's like, you get beyond the surface level of just 
he shoots people. It's like, oh, he's a gangbanger, but he has heart and he has a daughter. He cares about people. So, yeah. Yeah, like that guy in Everybody Hates Chris that uh, calls Chris little dude from across the street. Every oh, neighborhood yes. has that. <laughs> yes, you know? which which is my Twitter name because I yeah. love Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> That's why I, I love Tyler James Williams. And shout out to Abbott Elementary. So oh, good, man. which I know you love. We have absolutely love. love. No, it's so good i know oh my goodness yeah it is it's, it, i know they're on hiatus story. for three weeks which is so annoying but yeah well, i don't know why uh i don't even know is that is that network, network shit network network just yeah. stringing okay. us along hating us yeah, yeah. but like but I if like you're a fan of abbott elementary yep. and you need something to watch in these next three weeks come over to bqe on youtube <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for you <laughs> yeah get all those because they got a huge their ratings yeah. are pretty damn good no yeah, they beat insane. modern family Really? Like, yeah, they wow. beat, I think, Modern Families. I think it was the finale, which was the highest rated episode. Whatever the highest rated episode was, Abbott beat, like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, 10 years of TV, Abbott did it in six weeks. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name from uh, Blackish? Um, Anthony, Anthony Anderson? Anderson. Yes. So mm-hmm. he was on uh, The Breakfast Club talking about how he was sort of low key upset that Blackish was kind of. You know, oh yes, the yeah, air. yeah, yeah. I, I was like, you know, because I was, I didn't watch Blackish a whole bunch. I like Grownish, but like, you know, okay. he had a point. And then when, because this black show goes off, and there's not a lot of black shows on ABC, but here comes yeah. Abbott Elementary. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Why not? You and know? you know what's crazy? Well, I love Abbott. It doesn't feel like a black show to me. I mean, the show is very black. Let's not, you know, let's make it clear. But I don't feel like I'm like it doesn't. I don't know. I guess my mind doesn't categorize shows like that really anymore because I only watch black shows. <laughs> but yeah, 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 it doesn't feel like a black show. It's just like even it's though a, it it's is black, uh, you know, a lot of yeah, it's like, like all the cast members, not all the cast right, members. yeah, it's like majority, majority black. black. It's yeah. a black lead. All of those black kids in it, like it's definitely a black show. But yep, it it's not beating us over the head about how black it is. And I think that's why it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's very organic. It's very natural. You know, what yeah, I mean? they're they're real people. You know, everybody right. knows characters uh, you Every, know, like that on the show. When I tell you, I feel like I am Janine Teague's most days, <laughs> I'd be like, damn, I'd be on some Janine's like high key. High yeah. Key. Yeah. What a, oh, man. Just a just a totally great show. Like, I just yeah, die so laughing good. every time I watch it. The principal. Yeah. What's her name? What's the principal's Ava. name? Ava. Ava. Oh, She's my great. goodness. Man, I'm gr- I've grown to really just love her. She She's so entertaining. out. Yeah. And sorry. So you know the fact that um, I have to use their real names. I be getting confused. Um, Tyler and then Quinta. Their characters are about to get together. Yeah. Which means that Ava's about to be really on some bullshit to Quinta's <laughs> character, which I cannot wait to see because she's That's been flaming be her intense. already. So once the word gets out that they're together, Ava's about to be in savage mode, and I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. What a good. What a great show. I, mu- I must. So absolute must. Must. Must watch. Yes. If you are not um, watching, you need to watch. Everyone. Yeah. Go out of your way. Okay. So really. Yeah. Um. When it comes to like BQE, like when you're writing this show, and in if you're thinking of the viewer, right? So, do you want us to <laughs> laugh, to cry, to think, or all three? Everything. Yeah. Uh. I think so. You know what's funny? When I sit down to write. I, I, I was never thinking, oh, this scene is supposed to be funny or, oh, this scene is supposed to make you think. Or, or Well, you know what? I can't say that. There is, I think that the difficult thing is trying to wrap all three of them into one thing um, without giving too much away 
in episode six, there was a conversation that happens about, uh, should I say it? Uh, whatever, I'll just say it. There's a conversation that happens about bottom shaming. If you're not familiar with bottom shaming is, it is a thing in the gay community where uh, people that prefer to be penetrated instead of penetrating uh-huh. are treated lesser than because many view it as like, oh, you're the woman in the relationship or you're the more feminine one. So That's fucked up. Right. So I was like, let's tackle this. Like, this is something we I want to unpack with my people. So in writing that scene, I knew it was going to be, it was going to make people think because you have to like do it intellectually. I knew I wanted it to be funny somehow. So I was like, all right, how do we write this scene and insert jokes into something that is so serious? Um, and then the other part is like, but you also want people to feel good. Like, like you want people to leave this scene feeling like, I learned something, I laughed, I feel good about what's happening next in the show. So yeah, I don't know if I'm really overthinking one more than the other, but as long as it feels right. And, and see, that's the weird thing about being a writer. I've, I've heard a lot of writers say this. You, It's a weird, it's like a magical thing that happens where you can't really describe it. And that's why people say like writer's block is so big because you could sit in front of a computer for hours and be like, I have nothing. I'm Whitney Elizabeth Houston. I have nothing, nothing to give. And then on the 12th hour, you're like, oh. And the next thing you know, you're typing away for four hours. So yeah. Yeah. It I I wish I could say like I'm leaning more to one than the other, but it really is just like a composite. And then what you know, I was thinking about tropes again, like this is probably not going to happen with uh, with any of your content, but this is basically for like, you know, with Who movies knows? and shows that have a lot more heterosexual relationships, like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Are you familiar with that trope? No, what's that? So that is when, have you ever seen the movie? Um, let's see. Um, was oh, it Garden State? You know, you know, Garden State, no. that movie? So no, it's it, a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is, is like the girl that doesn't really have any other, um, you know, depth to her. Like her okay. role is to make sure like the typical like white male protagonist like finds himself and like kind of teaches them or whatever. Mm. It's almost like the magical Negro. It's, okay. it's kind of like right. that. That's okay. So, yes. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like gotcha. that. Like, so th- there's, th- there are those things. And then there's like, you know, one, this is probably not really a trope, but I've been noticing this in like 2000 sitcoms or whatever. Um, you know, because you're talking about like, you know, with, with homosexual relationships, like, you know, who, who prefers to being a bottom or whatever. So I've noticed certain things. I've seen it in How I Met Your Mother too. (laughs) Like there's like a thing like, okay, who is on top and who is on the bottom, you know, with that, that's kind of, that annoys me. I don't like that. It's very just cheap. And then it's cheap. It's cheap. That's exactly what it is. And I don't like cheap shit. I mean, yes, I, well, not this shirt. Actually, this is a very nice Mary J. Blige shirt, but nothing cheap about her, but yeah, yeah, nothing cheap about Mary, but my little $5 black t-shirts cheap. Of course. Yeah. Yes. I can do cheap in many aspects of my life, but when it comes to cheap jokes or like cheap product, I'm like, it's lazy. I don't like lazy stuff. So Yeah. yeah, I like, I like watching shows that make me think. I also like shows that make me look things up. Like I was watching the episode of the Golden Girls, so random. Yeah. Um, but Sophia walks in the kitchen and she has on a, a pair of black sunglasses, but almost like 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 a blonde person would wear. And Dorothy says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Roy Orbison." The audience, Peter. The audience goes 
ape shit. People are losing it. I'm like, who the fuck is Roy Orbison? I look it up. He's like this blind guitar player from like the 50s or something. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I learned something. I know who this person is. Yeah. It was a great joke because it landed perfectly. Like, she could have went, you know, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You look like a blind person. But to go the extra step of like Roy Orbison, I was like, oh, you know, it works. So. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about The Simpsons so much because. Yes. Um, when uh, the, the episode where uh, the teachers go on strike and then uh, the kids have to go home, they can't go to school. Lisa like mm-hmm. loses her mind and she, you know, loses like, you know, uh, uh, her vocabulary like shrinks. And she says okay. she's losing her perspicacity and she freaks out. I find it hysterical <laughs> to this day. I still rewatch the clip millions of times. But yeah. it's like, I, I don't know what perspicacity means. So I have to like, look it up. Like, what the hell does that mean? Right. I love, I love stuff like that, which is really, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of the candy and the medicine. Like, I'm like, I like for TV to teach me. Like, I know people are like, yeah. it's the idiot box, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, TV could be very helpful. Hell no. A lot yeah. of shit that I know about just the world as a whole comes from 90s sitcoms. And I make no secret about that. Listen, parents, parents, uh, I've met like every other kid that I met, you know, even into like adulthood, even in college, kids used to say, my parents never used to let me watch SpongeBob. I'm like, you know what? I, I learned the word enigma from SpongeBob. Okay. There is nothing wrong with SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, listen, yeah. if you let, if you let TV lead you to the right thing, you can be really informed. Uh, hello, Sesame Street. Like, yeah. come on now. Come on now. Yeah. But no, Jeez. honestly, I, I enjoy smart television. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, like with your character, Sherrod, right? Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Sherrod? Yeah. So yep. um, I know you, uh, you said earlier, you don't want to reveal too much about, you know, if, if it's like kind of related to anything real, but that's not what I'm, yeah. uh, I'm going to ask, but like, no, but let's chat. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So your, your character, right? So mm-hmm. um, like Issa Rae, you know, in, insecure is, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a hundred percent about who she is or whatever. And she kind of created this character, you know, that's yeah. not really her. Right. But since her character is also named Issa. Like a dramatized version of her. Right? Almost like, kind of like they do yeah. on Curb. Where it's like that's what I was going to say, herself. Larry David. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like it's a little bit more extreme. Yeah. yeah. Like Curb is more like, it's almost like pro wrestling where it's like you're just yourself turned up to 100. That's what Steve Austin mm-hmm. used to say all the time. But like yeah. with Sherrod, is Sherrod Malcolm Smith turned up to 100 or just a complete <laughs> character that you just made up? So I, So I will say... Um, just as the writer in general, all of these characters are a little bit of me. Uh, even in ones you wouldn't think, like a character like Darnell, people would see Darnell on screen and be like, I don't see any of Malcolm in there. But like, that's all like that authentic Brooklyn energy. That's like love and Jay-Z. It's like, there's so much of each character that really is a part of me. Um, Sherrod and I are not Tia Tamara. We are not twins. <laughs> Uh, we are very similar in a sense where we're both yeah. very focused on like our careers. Um, Sherrod is a little bit more on the neurotic Oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to like, he doesn't get whiny, but he has like whiny energy sometimes. And I'm very much like, like if it's go time, let's go. Uh-huh. But you know, he's, he's sweet. He's sweet. Sherrod is a, a a good friend that I would have, but I don't know if I could date Sherrod. Sherrod be having a lot going on. Uh, he has a high moral standard, it seems. He does have a high yeah. moral standard. Uh, he Once you get into his backstory a little bit more, you'll see, but like 
he's from Potomac, Maryland. He comes from money. Uh, I won't say silver spoon, but what's below silver? A good bronze, like a yeah. good bronze spoon is what he grew up with. So because he's playing board yeah. games, which is interesting. You know, oh. uh, you know, because like, why is that interesting? No, because it's like um, you picture like um, uh, like 20 somethings or 30 somethings mm -hmm. with Sharon, like going out to a bar or, oh, you know, yes, you know yes. what I mean? Like doing something <laughs> yeah. a little bit more relaxed, like or watching a show or a movie, but you're playing a board yeah. game, which is fine, right. but it's a little bit more like, OK, we're drinking wine instead of drinking beer. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 They had to. I think they were drinking tequila. Yeah. Uh, but even this the in the the kitchen scene where uh Shiraz like let's play Rose and Thorn and Darnell is like oh you want to talk about feelings you on that Drake shit like that's just Shiraz <laughs> Shiraz is always like come on y'all let's have a deep conversation like let's let's tap in let's get deep with each other and it's yeah. like yo I'm trying to watch Housewives and drink mm -hmm. liquor and eat chicken like yeah, or smoke some who, weed who, you know yeah who's trying yeah. to do all that but right. Yeah, but there is a lot of charade in that. There's, it's definitely a, a solid Venn diagram. There's a lot where we overlap, but there's definitely a lot where I'm like, could never. Yeah, and the one thing I'm noticing, you know, from the first episode of BQE, and I've seen it in other other shows, and it's not it's not like a bad thing, but it's like um, the whole thing when you're watching like dating happen on TV, it's like, okay, can you date somebody that like hooked up or dated your friend? And, you know, in real life, that is super messy in most yeah. situations, but then in like sometimes it's like okay, that's fine, whatever. But like yeah. that, that's kind of interesting how you know you went about it and you had a healthy conversation with your roommates, like hey, you know this happened, but it's like it was a long time ago and it's whatever. Yeah, move on and and then your man was like, "Are we good? Are you good?" And you're like, "Yeah." And then that was it, which is really yeah. cool. You don't really see right. that, right? And I think and <laughs> again by design. Um, cause that really came from, again, not my personal life, but just knowing, you know, yeah. I feel like <laughs> if you talk to most gay black people that live in America, no matter what city they live in, they can probably tell you that they know at least, at least 25% of the other black gays that live in their area. Now, of course, in a city like New York, that's much more difficult because much more people, but there was really a point in time in life where so many of my friends or people that I would know would either be dating someone that their friend had once dated or talked to or slept with multiple times. And it was, it became like this weird six degrees of separation where everybody was kind of connected to each other somehow. And I was like, oh, this is messy. It's never happened to me. But again, just in, you know, experiencing life, I was like, well, how would one handle this? And I'm like, it should just be a conversation. Yeah. But yeah. we got a uh, we got a very civilized version of how that conversation could have went cuz it could have went a total different way with much more uh chair throwing five letter curse words and all those different types of things, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um you know, you you're wearing the Mary J Blige shirt and I just thought maybe did you see the Super Bowl halftime show? Because Mary was. I did the, see it. I yeah, actually had this shirt cool. on while I was watching it. Oh, interesting. Yes, I, I dressed in my team colors. Yes. Oh, yeah. My team jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> What'd you um, think? What'd you think of it? I thought it was, I mean, I adore Mary. Mary J. Blige, like, yeah. she can do, I'm, she's on my wall right now. Like, she is one of those people where I'm like, 
I'm not for Bianca's, but like, that's my hometown hero. She's a New Yorker. Like, that's my girl. But yeah, um, I thought it was really good. Of course, I needed more than two songs because what is two songs from a queen? But I was like, all right, fine. We got to talk to Curtis and, you know, <laughs> whoever the else the hell was on the stage. Got to talk to Marshall. Got to talk to Marshall. Him. Yeah. Talk to Kendrick. Uh, what's, what's Snoop's first name? I always forget. Calvin. Something Cal- like that. Yeah. Something I think like that. Calvin, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I enjoyed it though, but I enjoy all things Mary J. Blige at all yeah. times. Yeah. So it was a very entertaining mashup of uh, yeah. songs that a lot of people have like this warm nostalgia for, which is mm-hmm. it was really nice. It was really nice. It was a lot of radio hits, which I appreciated. Yeah. 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 It was a good time. Um, yeah. So BQ, is it like on a, like you have a schedule like every Tuesday at eight or every Wednesday at nine or whatever? That's it. You got okay. it on the, on the former. Yeah. Every Tuesday, 8 PM on the Lennox Letters YouTube channel. Cool. Uh, we dropped the first one on 222. So last Tuesday on Tuesday, as the Twitter streets were calling it. Um, but yeah, we got six more to go uh, every Tuesday, 8 PM. So okay. tap in. Uh People seem to really be enjoying it. So if you enjoy it, please share with a friend. That is the only way that things like this can continue to be. So it was it was a twenty, it was like a half almost a half hour that felt like 12 minutes, which is a good thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. know what's funny? Somebody texted me right after and it was like, that's it. And I was like, okay. So we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Because when you're watching something and it drags, cool. when you're checking your watch, you're like, when is this going to be over? Like, you don't want that reaction. So, yep. Yep. yeah, the fact that it felt shorter than it was, thank you. Yeah. All right. Where, where can people follow um, the Butch Queens on socials? The Butch Queens. Yes. Yeah. So you can follow, uh, damn, I should know this better. Uh, BQE, the series on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, all of them just at BQE, the series. Uh, I'm on Instagram at underscore Hey Malcolm. Uh, I don't know the other cast Instagrams, but if you go to the Instagram, you can find their profiles there too. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's it on the Lennox Letters YouTube channel. So every Lennox Tuesday, Letters. 8 p.m. Yep. And we're excited to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Right? It's like, you know, it's a very, it's it's a world that like I'm being, I'm being pulled into, which is right. great. Which, which is also, right. Show. So, sorry. So my question for you is, yeah. um, what because i mean i'm i was gonna say i'm not gonna put your business all in the street but as a person that's not gay (laughs) yeah um what about this show do you identify with the most oh man you know that's this is a conversation i have with like my brother a lot about like watching a show that's with relatability like Mm -hmm. i just finished watching the wire the wire is a show about cops yeah i have nothing to connect with police but yeah. the show was enticing. The story okay. was good. That's all I care about. Um, yeah. You know, uh, th- I, all I care about is, is a good story. Again, if you have a good story, I don't care what. Oh, I like Sex in the City. A bunch of yeah. rich white women complaining. I can't right. relate to that. <laughs> but it's entertaining. <laughs> it is entertaining. You know what I mean? That's all. Stone Cold Steve Honestly, Austin. Though. He's a drunk yeah. Texan who drinks beer and it's. I don't yeah. do any of that, but like, right. Oh my God. Like I really, his know, character. It's very, yeah. It's, it's, it's good, compelling. Yeah. yeah. It's very compelling. And he's beating up his you're boss. Right, cause, yeah. No, you're really right. Cause I'm like, I would watch a show, honestly, about four Crayola markers. If they have four distinct personalities and we're doing the funnies, I don't watch a show about four markers. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. As long as it's a good story. Yeah. 
as some people want to see themselves on screen, which is great. Right. They're which seeing, I totally get. Right. I don't necessarily always need to see my exact because, you know, there's not a lot of people that are like me. So, what, yeah. you know, not to say like oh, I'm this elite person, but, you know, no, I'm but a different kind of person. Yeah. But like I will say, yeah, yeah. Sorry, as someone has watched a lot of TV, I don't think I've seen someone like you on TV yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some things I can't think of it off the, off the top of my head. Like that's like, OK, that's kind of like me, but not really. I guess, you know, watching High Fidelity like Rob. Mm-hmm. But Rob is like a, a white dude. You know, he's not like me, but like the way he talks about music, I kind of talk about music that way. But that's okay. it. That's really it. But like, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing else, you know, but that that's fine. I don't really care. Like, because um, one, it's just, you know, again, a good story is a good story. That's it. Right. That's all yeah. it is. So no, I guess I, I want to really answer your question. But there is something specific, like, I guess the New York isms, the New York things are really kind of cool. Um, okay. uh, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, it's just a good story. That's really, uh, yeah. I'm interested in the story. No, that's all. Got you. Okay, no, I appreciate that. No, I, I just asked because, because uh, again, when you know you when you know that you're creating something, because honestly, when I first started writing this, there was two things that I just, two boxes that I wanted to check. I was like, I want my friends to enjoy it and I want my community to respect it. And that was really it. So I was like, even if people sort of like if, if a gay black person in, in New York or L.A. or wherever watches this show and doesn't see themselves in it, that's fine. But as long as you can respect the work, you're like, this is not for me. Like, this is not the type of gay person that I am. But I respect what's happening over here, you know. So, yep. yeah, uh, as long as know, I'm not tearing the people down, you know, no. I'm trying to be good for the blacks yes the, yeah because you know. there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of the up the other way going or going around so when you look at like when i when i'm watching this show it's it's just okay these are young people approaching the 30s or in their 30s trying to find themselves what they want to do in that mm-hmm. regard of course i can relate to that it's a but universal story that's it it is universal because either yeah. you will be 30 trying to figure it out or you've been 30 trying to figure it out yeah so. But at, yeah. on the other hand, like I'm watching Clueless a lot and it's a great movie and it's about high school, a high school girl and a college dude. You know, I'm not really in that world anymore. I was like, are you watching Clueless like on a on loop? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've, seen, I've just seen it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great. Um, but yeah, but Malcolm, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Underground again. Thank you. Talking about BQE. Uh, you yes, know, you're always welcome fun. again to talk thank more you. about it. But um, yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun. I feel fun. like if I have some exclusive news, I probably won't have no exclusive news. But if I do... I'll ring a line. Yeah, the you know the the rabbit is out of the hat at this point. So, for what? Oh, Your you mean show? Just like, oh yeah, right, yeah, it's right. out already. So yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, but you know it's still more coming. So of course, know. yeah. And then before yeah. I was trying to poke, get some things out of you, but you're like, yeah, I, all right, I'll tell you, it's coming out this day. But then it was like two weeks after that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, because I told you February first, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it's supposed to be February. I want to start Black History Month with it, and then I was like, that's not gonna work. But you just finished two, Black History Month with it, so that's fine. Right, but two 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 is like a great launch date. I was it like, is this good. is perfect. We gotta, perfect. yeah, we gotta go with that. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Peter. This was anytime. Fun. Yep. All right.